Welcome to the Heroes of Reality Podcast, a podcast about the game of life and the hero's journey we all experience. Let's jump in with our host, Dylan Watkins, as he introduces today's guest. What up, young adventurers? Dylan here, and on today's podcast, I have Angela Martinucci. She is the founder of Mind Balance and co-founder of the Bay Area Brain Spa. Mind Balance offers neuro-optimal neurofeedback and peak performance coaching programs for companies, executives, and athletes. Recently, Angela co-founded the Bay Area Brain Spa in San Francisco Bay Area, a center that brings the benefits of biohacking and neurofeedback to her local community. So without any further delay, I would like to welcome Angela. Hello, Angela. Hello. Thank you for having me. Hey, thank you for being on the podcast. I really appreciate you being here today. Um, I'm excited to talk with you, um, all things neuro and, and brain spa-like. Um, I, I would love to first kind of start this off with just getting a little bit of your origin story of, of what got you um, into this whole space and, and you know, what makes you so passionate for it. Sure. So um, I have a, a background in health and wellness and nutrition, and I was kind of, I was in that field. Um, and then was diagnosed with stage three cancer when I was 33 and uh, went through three years of treatments and surgeries and just had a terrible time afterwards, just trying to restore wellness and getting my brain to function again after six months of chemotherapy. And so I had tried all these different things and um, actually a family member introduced me to neurofeedback and she said, I think that this might help you. And so that's how I got introduced to it. And I started uh, using it for myself and it helped with chemo brain and anxiety and insomnia and all these things I was dealing with. And it just resolved all of that. And then beyond that, um, I noticed a difference in my golf game, which I'd been playing golf since I was 13 and effortlessly it was just getting better. So I thought, okay, this is interesting. And uh, yeah, I was on a retreat for a group of young cancer survivors here in the Bay Area. And a lot of the women were talking about their meds and their you know, whole cocktail of meds that they're on for anxiety and, and depression and all these different things. And that's when I thought, okay, this is maybe there's a reason that I found this and that it's not okay for this young community to be just you know, handed a handful of prescription drugs to function for the rest of their lives when there is an alternative that doesn't require uh, medication and um, can get Get you back to feeling better so that's when i decided to start my business and start mm -hmm. off working with cancer the cancer community initially and it's really branched out from there in the last nine years so wow the um with the with cancer do you want to explain a, a little bit um of chemo brain you know what that is how it is what are some of the effects of that so people understand like what the neurofeedback helped with yeah, it's kind of, I over the years, I've noticed that it's, it's kind of like a brain injury. Um, that's mm -hmm. what I would compare the symptoms to. So kind of like you're operating through a fog and having trouble with word recall and um, just, you know, memory in general, that kind of thing. So it's, mm -hmm. it's just really difficult to function. I, um, I've had like teachers that I worked with and they go back to work after going through chemo and they can't remember students' names or, you know, an attorney that can't function and, and they were a high-performing attorney before chemotherapy, so it can be really debilitating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like the 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 pit you go through to try to get healthy. I mean, it, it's because the the chemo itself is something that 
targets, I guess, I, do, you, do you want to explain a little bit of the chemotherapy and how it relates to the cancer and all that, just so that I can kind of set the base? Yeah, I'm, well, I mean, I had stage three breast cancer and so it was mm -hmm. in my nodes and so it, I had surgery and radiation and chemotherapy. Um, not, it's not like it was super targeted, it's just yeah. kind of the standard for breast cancer. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But then the but but being flooded with all that radiation, it's it's one of those things. In order to to kill the bad chemos, uh, the uh, cancer cells, it kind of affects the rest of the body itself, which has oh, a that's yeah. so you got to kind of like you know sur out survive the cancer. And then that must have been a very like crazy emotional journey where you go through and you find out that it's stage three and like like what you like what what were the thoughts that you had around that? Like, as I imagine, that's got to be all a just a whole heroic journey on itself. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a challenging time. So um, my kids were, my daughter was turning three the week I was diagnosed and my son was almost five. And so just thinking about, you know, you hear stage three, I didn't have, I didn't have a lot of awareness or people near me that had gone through cancer. So I was really the first to kind of um, go through that experience and especially being so young and, um, so yeah, I mean, it was just incredibly challenging to to talk to my daughter in the preschool and go into this this treatment protocol. And Did you get there? Knowing if I'd be here, right? So uh, that's the hardest thing. That'd make me want to like hold like a if I had a daughter, hold her tight and like just and like have that m to realize that it, it's much shorter than you think it is. Because I imagine at, at in your early thirties, you think you're like, oh, I've got I've got like seventy years. Yeah. I've got a whole bunch of time to go through this whole experience. But then, especially with a thrilled daughter, there's so much to to live for. What what did it feel like to like? I'm assuming you ring the bell, or you did something like that, or they, that... they didn't have anything like that where I went. But okay. um, you know, it's interesting. I think, and especially over the years of working with a lot of young cancer survivors, and um, you know, the doctors and nurses are like, "Oh, you're done," and you know, "Congratulations, go live your life." And I think. Um, what we often see is kind of this post-treatment crash where people are really optimistic and and positive and trying to do their best going through treatments just to get through it because you don't you don't have a choice. And so I find that after the treatments are over, people kind of go through this period of like um, emotional crash and just kind of time to process what they actually went through. Yeah. So I find that that can be the hardest time for people. Um, you know, just how, what now, how do I get back to life? Is it coming back? All those things. And so I think it's, it's definitely for a lot of people, it's hard after the fact it's, um, you would think it'd be some big celebration and there is, but at the same time, there's all of the what ifs and, and all of that. So, yeah, yeah. I would imagine I've, I've heard a lot of, I've talked to some people that have cancer and they, when they're, they feel like life's passing them by when that moment happens, like they feel like everybody else is living while you're just trying to survive and then you, when you go through then you have to kind of reacclimate into this whole new life was there um did you have any support so you said you had some support communities that you're working with and that's kind of how you did that do you did you stay friends with them did you, were you yeah. yeah yeah there was i i found a group uh pretty shortly after i was um starting treatments and um it's called bay area young survivors and it's uh, a group for women support group for women 45 and under diagnosed diagnosed 45 and under with breast cancer living in the Bay Area. So it's a very specific group, but, um, you know, a lot of young, young people with breast cancer and um, it was just like a lifeline. So 
just other people that have been there before and could answer questions. And so definitely still connected with that community and, and working with them as well. Wow. So when you um, came across uh, neurofeedback and um, uh, brain uh, brain pills and things like that for the, for the healthy mind, like, like, what elements like was it because uh, could you get a little bit clearer on uh, explaining just a bit more of the what you use for neurofeedback and uh, nootropics? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't using any nootropics. I mean, I've used no. some over the years, but just mainly the neurofeedback. So I used a, a system called Neuroptimal and mm. it works directly with the central nervous system outside of your awareness. It's totally passive. So, um, and it's dynamical neurofeedback. So there's a lot of neurofeedback out there that's um, considered linear. So it will mm. say target a specific frequency or up train or down train frequencies where this technology is really like a mirror for your brain. So it's showing your brain what it's doing in real time and your brain is able to self-correct based on that information. So it's information that your brain doesn't get anywhere else. It's just, you know, reflecting back to the brain what it's doing. Yeah. Well, it's, it's super interesting when you get that um, because you're talking about it's, it's a biofeedback. You can see the signals coming through that are this introspective technology that allows you to see what's going on. And then by seeing that, just by recognizing that's what it is, then by observing it, you have some sort of conscious or unconscious effect. Was it all primarily unconscious effects just by seeing it and knowing you wanted to move it left, right, up, down? Is that so it's, it's audio feedback. So you're mm -hmm. listening to music and the feedback and the, which is the information comes to you via skipping noises in the music. So it's happening every time there's essentially like the brain is shifting gears, the music, there's a pause in the music just saying, Hey, you just did that. Did you want to do that? And so, yeah, it's happening outside of your awareness where the brain is making changes mm -hmm. so that you consciously have to do at all. Got it. Okay. And so then it's, it's, it's a dynamic feedback that is unconscious and passive. Yes. Okay. Or my okay. kids will read a book or they'll do their homework while they're doing brain training and they are not paying any attention to what's happening <laughs> in their brain. They're uh, nicer kids after the half hour. I'll say that. <laughs> I was going to say, so, so how long have your kids have been on this, this brain training? What like, and, and what has been the benefits that you've seen? So I imagine this has have some pretty, pretty good uh, benefits um, for young minds that are growing. Yeah, yeah. Um, they both started, my son was going into, was in second grade and my daughter was in first. And my son definitely had challenges where, um, you know, like focus and attention issues and um, definitely his nervous system was really dysregulated and in the sense that he couldn't get his hair cut. He was very, very sensitive, had a lot of sensory issues. So for him, it really, I mean, tremendous changes in the way that it helped him to regulate his emotions and to focus more in class. And his teacher noticed immediately after a handful of sessions, asked me what I was doing with this kid because he was a different kid. So it was pretty obvious, uh, the changes there. And it just really retrained his nervous system to be able to self-regulate and, um, you know, he's in high school now and still does it. Uh, if he has a competition or, um, you know, a test or project or something to do mm -hmm. going back to school after 18 months of being home. Wow. Yeah. So if you're looking at okay, with, with him going through that, it sounds like there is a, there's a thing that sounds like a combination of like the sympathetic parasympathetic nervous system where you, if you're kind of 
mean more calm or is it is it shifting him is it shifting him in from like the uh to, to more of a calm state and like what is what is really going on inside of there yeah so i like to compare it to um like a meditation on steroids so if you're in a meditation class and the teacher sees you drifting they might tap you on the shoulder and you're like oh yeah yeah back to present well it's in the the neurofeedback program you're listening to the music but the software is capturing 256 samples per second of what your brain just did and then providing immediate feedback to the brain about what it just did so if you can imagine those little interrupts as saying hey you just did that you just did that and so bringing the um, central nervous system's attention to back back to present essentially and so it's really just prompting it for its own reorganization which over time builds resilience and flexibility. But um, it is very calming and relaxing. A lot of people fall asleep. So mm. yes, they feel more calm. Um, and I do think you access more parasympathetic. I mean, a lot of people report better sleep and those kind of uh, benefits. But I think the main thing is just um, training for greater resilience and flexibility allows you to shift gears with ease. So, um, you know, you mentioned nootropics or there's different devices out there that sort of you know, uptrain alpha or whatever, whatever you're looking to do. And, you know, you don't want to be focused all the time or relaxed all the time. And so this trains the brain to be able to really just shift gears with ease and be on when you need to and be able to relax when you want to, that kind of thing. That's definitely going to shift your reality to be able to actually pick and choose what state you want to be in. I mean, I think it's one of the big keys and secrets uh, um, to life is, is if you can choose what state, if you can be aware of what state you're in and then choose what state you want to be in and then be able to effortlessly move in it. Cause a lot of people, um, we, we, a lot of people, we use, uh, external forces to drive us to get to where we need to go. So I'm feeling tired. I'm gonna have a coffee mm -hmm. or I need to calm down. So I'm gonna have a drink or I'm gonna, they have these, these types of chemicals that they introduce into their body that, that allows them to get to the state where they want to be, um, right. versus using the brain. Um, yeah, and that's a very linear approach, and that's what we're very used to. So yeah. I want, I have this thing, and I want this outcome, and I'm going to take this thing. And so yeah, yeah it's 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 quick. It's a it's a pain pill. It's, a, it's simple. It, how how long do people have to, to go through the program in order for it to be effective? It's really individual. Mm -hmm. um, you know, particularly after being through a pandemic, a lot of people mm -hmm. notice right away uh, a benefit to even one session. They'll feel more calm or lighter or more clear, those kind of things. Better sleep. We hear a lot of better sleep comments. Um, I worked with a MLB team and one of the biggest things was sleep. My, I feel I'm sleeping so much better and I feel more calm. That, that was kind of the, the common thread after the first week. So um, awesome. but yeah, super individual, you know, a lot of the corporate programs that I've done have been on site for 10 or so sessions and people notice, um, stress resilience, better sleep, more focus, productivity, those kind of things in that amount of time. So, mm -hmm. and we have people that, um, at our brain spa, they have, we have memberships and people that come every week for their session, just like you would go to the gym. So yeah. I don't know why I'm picturing like like the brain being treated like it's an actual spa. It's got like a towel wrapped around it. There's like cucumbers on the temples, you know, it's just taking yeah. care of it. That's that's in my mind. I'm, I'm 
probably not what's actually happening, but it's just what's going through my head as as you described the brain. That's what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they come in and lay in a recliner chair, and they might have a blankie over their lap, and uh, it's it is very relaxing. So yeah. there's there's nothing that we have at the brain spa that's not relaxing. So that's awesome. Important to the brain being relaxed. What? So you you go through you you notice that there's benefits for yourself. So you went and um, created this created this company and then co-founded the the Brain Spa. What has been some of the challenges that you faced to to try to build this company up? And what has been what I'd call threshold guardians? Hmm. Um, like difficulties going through it, or mm, yeah. yeah, challenges. Yeah. Or, or or it was just turnkey. You had the idea, boom, you snapped your fingers, and then tomorrow you had it. There's no problems. Everything went smooth. Yeah, no. I, I, <laughs> I would say um, the biggest thing is probably people understanding or, like, being open to it because it's so new. So I would say the biggest hurdle is education and, um, you know, getting people to to come in and try it because it is it's something new and it's they might not believe that it works, that kind of thing. So I, mm. I would say that's the biggest thing. Um, and yeah, just, uh, I think people don't realize how good they can feel. Mm -hmm. And what I've experienced over the years is people after doing the neurofeedback, like they, they didn't know they had access to this. So it's hard to describe to somebody the potential. There's so many things out there, right? And mm -hmm. so, you know, if there was really something that you could just you know, sit down and listen to headphones for half an hour and your life is going to change. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know if most people believe that because it sounds too easy. Right. So, yeah, there, it feels like whenever you want to get better, there has to be a bit of a struggle, right? right. right. Or, you're, or, or you're hacking the system. Mm -hmm. So that's not sustainable. Yeah. Um, because generally speaking, uh, you can, you know, you can probably get by on one cup of coffee, but 10 in one day, you know, that has, has some diminishing returns. Right. Um, uh, so the education is the big piece, is getting people aware to actually believe it. And the only way they can believe it is by experiencing it. Is that the big take? Is that oh, you got to? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, I go back in circles with people and they just sit in the chair. We'll talk after the session. <laughs> and at that point, they usually don't care to talk anymore or to, you know, really understand it. It's like, I don't get it. I don't understand how it works. And nice. Is there, is there a baseline? Is there a way that you measure people before and afterwards to see the effect that they're having? Is it a survey? Is it a, a mental test or what? Are they, how do you, how do you take some baseline measurements to know before and afterwards? Yeah. So we don't have, it's, it's non-diagnostic. The, the technology is non-diagnostic. So we don't have any specific um, like baseline measures or anything like that. So everything is, we do more of an intake and um, kind of, you know, self-reported goals, progress tracking, that kind of thing based on, you know, whether it's a sports program or um, a corporate program or somebody that's looking to improve wellness. Mm -hmm. So with the sports programs, um, can you talk just a little bit about how you specifically, what areas or what, what sports have you focused on and what has some of the results been? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so baseball and golf and... Um, I really, I mean, sleep, with, which obviously improves a lot of things, but certainly we saw a lot of shifts. We, we see shifts of like performance anxiety. Um, that's a big one. Sort of the negative self-talk kind of stuff. And, you know, when a play goes bad and they're like recycling over that 
that thought of the plane going bad and then it just kind of goes downhill, right? To be able to bounce back from the last play and get back in the game and sort of block out the noise of the, the kind of external madness that's happening and focus yeah. on the game. That's interesting, the negative self-talk and that kind of stuff, because usually it's kind of trauma related. There's like the childhood issues or things like that. There's there's these you know neuro routes that they've they've made in their minds that are ingrained so then you know what do you what's what's going on with that in terms of being able to to, to help with that yeah it's um you know it's it's wasted energy for the brain to cycle mm. over things that are redundant so mm. when you train the brain it tends to let go of these inefficiencies and this you know cycling over the same thing over and over again mm. i don't really know exactly the mechanism of how it happens but it it happens so. you, you get it's effective yeah. have you ever thought of, have you thought about it for like esports like, i know it's an up-and-coming genre it's the new it's in talk about a lot of brain focus right uh have you have you looked at that at all or any uh, uh, esports people at all i haven't but i've no. i mean i've talked to some people about it but i it's not something that i've pursued at the moment but yeah I, I know that it's like a lot of focus for a long time, that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah and it's really applicable for, you know, any brain can benefit, so. Yeah, yeah, well, it's, it's uh, sports are sports and you're you're competing with other people and like any competitive advantage that you can get into is a big thing. I know it's on the rise and people are looking at it. So I was, oh, yeah. just, uh, yeah. I was just curious about that. Um, what about for yourself? Like, how do you, how do you armor up for the day with going through challenges and things like this? Do you also meditate? Do you do other things besides the brain training or what does it look like for you, for yourself to gain resilience? Yeah, I, I would say the, the neurofeedback has really just been a huge thing for me. Um, it, besides sort of the, I look at it like a, the central nervous system is like this, we have this spectrum and kind of like working out or person that's fit or unfit, like unfit is on one side and you can, you know, move along that, that spectrum. So with the central nervous system, maybe someone with severe dysregulation, like I started off with. And then as I did the neurofeedback, I got to a place of functioning and like managing my life and, and getting back to a place of functioning. Right. And then after that, I continued to train and what I noticed was um, some pretty significant things for myself in, in life. And so um, one was extreme social anxiety going away, which had been a lifelong thing. And um, being able to public speak, it, that's something I never could have done in the past and, and sort of starting my own business and putting myself out there. All of those things would not have happened without the neurofeedback. So, uh, you know, pretty, pretty significant um, changes that have have stayed and um, so I would say that that's it, it's just completely transforming and then my nervous system is so regulated because I do it regularly so but yeah I love to meditate mm -hmm. I love to hike and being outside that kind of thing is is my thing so got it so you wake up blissed out you're like everything's great I don't get that. Just start, you kind of levitate out of the bed when you right. wake up in the morning. Right. That's exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, a, it's a side effect of the brain training. Levitation. Yes. A, it, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, some yeah. results may vary. Um, mm -hmm. That's awesome. So then talk to me about the, the relationship uh, between the, the, the brain training and the brain spa, the, the, the neuro optical feedback 
and the also the brain spa is it is that one's local versus one's remote or how how do how do they work together yeah so um my company my my legacy company mind balance is more focused on uh renting systems out so i send the equipment out remotely and you know can work with people remotely that way i do system sales so i and prior to 2020, I was doing a lot of traveling and going to conferences and that kind of thing. Um, and then more of the, the corporate and sports programs. Um, so that's that's my legacy company. And then I met with a partner who was a client of mine and we started to offer, we both had this passion for giving back to community and figuring out a way to make the neurofeedback more accessible to people in our community. So it's not you know, at a hundred dollars a session or whatever, a lot of people, teachers, um, cancer survivors can't afford that that type mm. of rate. So we started getting together and offering uh, community neurofeedback. We just pop up chairs and offer it at a sliding scale. And then we decided, well, what if we had a permanent home for community neurofeedback? And so we decided to open a space that's like storefront space on a busy street uh, and, you know, just really wanted to get that that word out there to community. And so we have community neurofeedback where people can come in for a lower cost, but it turned into a full-fledged biohacking center because it's just more fun. So <laughs> we brought in all the other tools that we have um, just, I've done all the biohacking conferences over the years. And yeah. so uh, I had learned about all kinds of different technologies, um, red light and lymphatic drainage massage and, all these different technologies that we curated and have at the center. And so um, people can come in for a stack of all different things or individual services, or they can have a lymphatic massage membership or a brain brain training membership. And so, yeah, just a local, local biohacking center. And we do, you know, we're trying to do our best to give back to community. And we have like a, um, a program for people after going through cancer treatments that's curated specifically to um, detox and support um, cellular rejuvenation and the brain training for, you know, everything that we we spoke about. So that's yeah. cool. So, uh, you said it's just more fun. So it just turned into a full on. I could imagine a bunch of just um, biohacky geeky people just going out and having fun, playing with other technologies and just seeing what they do on their body. It's interesting yeah. when you when people are like scientists of themselves, mm -hmm. right? And they just kind of like they kind of say, "What does this do? Or what does this do?" Or and, it, yep. and it, it is it is kind of it's it is kind of like a, a version of play that, yep. that that people do. Is there is there patterns or types of people that you see that regularly go in and you kind of go, okay, this this guy is kind of like this. Okay, this is kind of the path that they go on. That they you know you talked about like cancer treatment paths. There's a path of you know we're gonna we're, you know maybe put them on the, the vibe or something like that and you know move them through a system of things. What are the what are some of the typical patterns of people do you see go through the program? Yeah, you know, we we definitely see a mix of people. We get people like you were saying that just love to play and they want to come in and relax. And so mm -hmm. we offer um, like biohacking brain spa parties, and mm -hmm. so they come in with a group of friends and they can have the whole space to themselves and like uh, you know just move from station to station. And um, so that is one of the things that we have going on. And then yeah, I would say we do get a lot of kind of chronic illness folks that are just, they've tried everything else and just looking for something else to help with what they're dealing with. And then, you know, we, we do get a mix, people that come for kind of more athletic recovery, post-op, uh, you know, people that just love biohacking. So it's it's quite a mix. 
have you ever <clears throat> have you ever tried stacking any of that with psychedelics just out of curiosity because it seems like that those cultures of people are very similar ish uh, mm -hmm. the people they're, they're you know I, when i hear chronic illnesses i know people have tried both those paths so i don't know if you've ever had any crossover of those more plant-based technologies yeah we have it not at the center but i mean yeah. we certainly know people who have done it outside of the center so yeah yeah, yeah it's curious. It, it it seems like there's this crossovers and stuff like that. Um, how how did the how did the pandemic was was that the genesis for not traveling and doing the the the, the brain spa or how has that affected you and what you're trying to do? Yeah, I think I mean it definitely affected me working with the professional baseball team and everything kind of shut down and there were a lot of layoffs and all of that and so that whole world just kind of shut down that I was working with. And then I was um, running retreats, biohacking retreats in Mexico. So those were closed <laughs> for a while. So yeah, it definitely affected me in a lot of ways. And then not seeing individual clients, not traveling for conferences. I was I was doing a lot of traveling in, in 2019 and was planning on doing the same in 2020. So yeah, that's what I was curious because that there's this whole remote thing and then doing it locally seems like a much better use and you can kind of curate the environment, make it a bit safer. I could also yeah. picture like, yeah. I well, could also picture like- Spa in 2020. So if that tells you anything, we we opened, so I had my mind balance company that was doing all the traveling and whatnot. Mm. And we decided to open the brain spa and we signed the lease the week before the shutdown. And oh, we no. <laughs> no idea what we were getting ourselves into. So we've survived the pandemic. We opened and survived Congratulations. the pandemic. Congratulations. The Bay Area pretty much been shut down a lot of the time. So it's, um, yeah. you know, we had to pivot. We had to like, there's a backyard garden area. And for a while there we were, when it was really shut down, we popped up like outdoor recliner chairs and we brought our equipment outside and had outdoor neurofeedback and that helped people with stress during during the lockdown. So, you know, it's been a, a bit of a roller coaster but uh, <laughs> we've survived it, so. That's, that's great. That's, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to hear that. It's uh, especially like, it just seems to be that way. You sign the paperwork, you get it off and then everything you're like, I had, but I had plans universe. I had all of these plans and, yeah. and it goes away. Oh man. So yeah, the universe uh, has other plans in the moment. Yeah. So. As, it, as it goes, as it does. Um, so looking at that, um, uh, Besides the brain training, I mean, is there any other favorite technologies of yours at the Brain Spa? Are there ones that stand out to you that you um, that you personally really enjoy? Yes. So yeah. I would say our other favorite is the, um, it's called the Balancer Pro, and it's a lymphatic drainage massage suit. It looks like giant space pants. You look like kind of like an astronaut, and it... Um, huh. It's a very expensive lymphatic drainage massage machine, but it starts compressing your feet up to your waist. And then there's a jacket uh, that also does the compression massage. You have to do them separate because the pants come up pretty high and then the jacket is separate. But it, wow. it's great for detox and um, you know muscle recovery, that kind of thing. But people just love it. So we, we will, you know, I don't know about the whole stacking thing, but people like to stack things. So we do... The lymphatic massage pants with uh -huh. the back at the same time with possibly some nano v cellular repair with the red light facial light during the jacket so people are wow. getting a lot of different uh biohacking services so you're, 
that's a lot of that's a lot of that's a lot of contraptions put on the person at the same time if you're so it's squeezing your body it's compressing your body and so it's kind of it's moving the lymphatic system around so it's it's kind of like uh it feels uh, like a rhythmic massage so if you've ever seen those um like normatec boots compression mm -hmm. massage boots or anything like that where it has it has 24 chambers so it's mm -hmm. massaging your legs and your waist and that kind of um and then the jacket is separate, but same same thing. So it feels. And then, and then, and then, as you're pushing around the the, the probably a scientific term, the gunk, and <laughs> in, in, in the lymphatic system, like does that go out? Like I'm picturing this, but I know it's not right. You're like a tube of toothpaste. It's like squeezing out of your body, and then you go ah, and it all comes out of your mouth. I'm sure it doesn't happen that way, um, but like what happens? I know it's so funny. Everybody, everybody asks us that question. Where does it where, drain? Where does it go? Am I a big pimple? Are you going to squeeze the top of my head? Is it my head yeah. going to blow? What, what happens? No, your body is just processing the extra fluid. So mm. you'll really need to hydrate afterwards, um, mm. get really thirsty. And then, yeah, you'll just urinate more because it's just your body's processing all the extra fluid and your lymphatic system is like a lazy river. So if, unless you're jumping on a trampoline or you know, those kind of things to, to really help pump the lymph system, you're not uh, moving the lymph as efficiently as you could be. So this really helps uh, you to, to push everything through. And, um, you know, your lymphatic system is, is really key to, a healthy lymph system is key to a healthy immune system. Yeah. So particularly right now, I mean, it's in the US, we don't do a lot with our lymph system. Not many people are aware of it, except for like, oh, I have a lymph node in my neck. I know that. That's that's yeah. about the extent of knowledge in the U.S. about the lymph system, but other countries are very focused on lymphatic health, and so um, it really it it makes a difference. I mean, people feel more clear; they, they notice um, less pain, that kind of thing, muscle recovery. Yeah, I don't know a ton about the lymph system. Um, I don't know quite on, on the benefits and and how it works, and uh, probably I don't know what it, the purpose of it is. So, could you explain a bit more on what that is? And yeah, so it's um, it's all the fluid, like basically under under right under your skin throughout our system. We have all these lymph nodes that that carry the fluids through our system, um, but it yeah it produces the different um, components of of immune function. So that's that's what will be initiated if you have uh, a virus or bacterial infection. It um, it can get stagnant, and so um, it also carries toxins out of the body. So, so much it's healthy for fighting off like like if you had like a viral load come through you kind of thing. As I imagine, if you're cycling through the lymph node system, if you're trying to fight off, does it help with fighting off diseases in some way, shape, or form by cycling through the system? By doing the lymphatic massage, or yeah, by doing lymphatic massages, and yeah, I mean, I would say regularly if you're doing it regularly and and keeping your lymphatic system really healthy and flushed out, then yeah, it can certainly help boost your immune system. You can't do the dentist trick with like, right before you see the dentist, you brush your teeth a whole bunch, like, you know, and just yeah. try to make up for six to 12 months of not brushing your teeth. No. Sure. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You can also jump on a rebounder or people that run, they have probably have healthier lymphatic systems. So. Yeah. What, um, with, uh, are there any like, uh, dietary recommendations that you you recommend for people that are going through the, the brain training or the brain spa or things like that? Are there healthy foods or a plan that you say, okay, these are these are great brain foods. These are good things to take before and after these types of treatments. Are there anything you'd recommend around the dietary side of this thing? 
Um, you know, we don't really, really get into the dietary recommendations um, mm. as much. I we do have um, we carry something called energy bits at the spa, and it's um, these are like little algae bits that are uh, they really help with um, detox and so with binding toxins. So we recommend doing those after the lymphatic massage. That can be really helpful. Um, God. I'm actually in a functional medicine program right now, so I'll be moving into doing um, full-on functional medicine lab testing and more recommendations around the nutrition side of things as well. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so on that, like, what is your, uh, like, so there's a, the, a, there's the genesis of the of the, the brain training and doing the brain spa, and then it became on a full-on hacker, brain hacking center, hacking biohacking place, and now you're doing functional medicine, do you, do you have like a, a holy grail for what you're trying to do? Is there an ultimate end game of a place you'd like to create or a business you'd like to build that is like this flag on a mountaintop thing? Well, I, I would say with the brain spa, um, you know, the on-site uh, center to, mm. to really have all of the different services and maybe we'd incorporate, we're always looking at other, <laughs> other biohacking technologies. Um, but definitely a place where people can come, whether they're peak performers or someone that's dealing with a chronic health issue and really get a full assessment and workup if they want to, and then to, to fully have, you know, programs for them from nutrition to functional medicine testing to um, going through the, different, the biohacking programs and curating something specific for them. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where I see that heading. And then um just with my sports programming getting back to that as well and doing more um full team programs that kind of thing got it so it's kind of like a one-stop shop for someone to kind of come in get a diagnostic go through the trainings and the programs from top to bottom mm -hmm. uh brain to feet and then you go through that and then they so you want to be able to kind of curate that so they have everything that they need in one location yeah, yeah. I would yeah. say eventually probably integrating um maybe a functional medicine doctor with us to do iv nutrients and mm. that kind of thing. That would be a, an addition that I could see fitting in there. I've never, so you're talking about IV bags where they be, they basically hook up the IVs. I've never done that. I've heard I've heard wonderful things about it. I just <laughs> I've I think I've only had saline solutions put into me and in like hospitals and places like this. Can you talk to me a little bit about the IV uh, nu um, nutrition's and the benefits of that? Yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not an expert on that. I've had it yeah. I've had it myself, but. You know, there's a lot of types of IV infusions that you can do ones that are supportive mm. of your that mm. are like a, the standard is sort of like which is a vitamin C and um, different nutrients to, that are great for like a hangover or just boosting your immune system. Um, those are what kind of the original what people would go for IVs for, but now it's the the science and and the different things that are available are pretty fascinating. Like. Um, for example, NAD plus is something that your body, it declines over time with aging and that can be really um, powerful for brain health and for people that are struggling with kind of chronic illness, that sort of thing. So there's a lot of, it, the nice thing is that it, it boosts your levels up immediately. It's not like taking a supplement for three months to try and get it up to a certain level. You're just infusing the body with it. And so people often instantly feel better. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, it, 
I've heard of I've heard of a couple of cases of people going on crazy benders in Vegas mm-hmm. and then just using the Ivy Bat because, you know, it's what humans like to do. Sometimes we like to abuse our bodies as much as possible and take the quick fix. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I could see it, I could see it being a of a benefit because it goes right through your system. Um, do you do you look at do you look at the gut at all? Do you have people pooping bags and then analyze their poop? Is that a thing that happens over there? Or is there anything that you look at that for that? Not at this point, but with the functional yeah. medicine testing, it will be full, you know, gut testing, um, all kinds of different functional medicine assessments. So that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. But they said the gut is a second brain. So I figured if you're doing brain training, then maybe we can work in the gut at some point in that whole situation. Yeah. No, it's yeah. it's crazy how connected they are. And yeah. You know, we, just, yeah. I don't think we know we don't even know you know how much they're connected i mean we know they are but it's it's incredible and i think that that is a big part of the future of medicine yeah. is is customized um probiotics for you know lack of a better word but to to optimize the microbiome um and make it very customized i think is for for disease for you know depression those kind of things yeah. yeah, that customized medical recommendations or customized medicine, precision medicine for individuals is super interesting where you can go in, you can get analyzed, you can come back with a thing, go, okay, this is what's going on. This is what I specifically need for me. I work with these things. And that where they're super fascinating for a lot of people. I tried, I did like the DNA test, like the 23s and me's and tried to like, like figure out like what foods work for me. Apparently jalapenos are my jam. And so like I go through and eat a whole bunch of stuff. So it's it, it, whenever you can get that custom information on what you should and shouldn't do, it's 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 super, super interesting. Is there anything a part of like the biofeedback centers that you you leverage um, anything about the personal data that that they then then you can recommend things for them? Is there stuff that you say, oh, based on these inputs, you, you should you should probably do, um, you know, circuit A, B or C? Uh, you know, people don't often bring us their customized labs or anything like that, but it's often like I have this symptom or I have a brain injury or, Mm -hmm. you know, and so we will recommend things based on that. So we have kind of like our, our recommended stack for, you know, a variety of different things. So, um, yeah, certainly like somebody has circulation issues, they'll be on the, um, you know, the lymphatic massage and maybe our Avacyn thermotherapy where you put your hand in this device and it uh, increases microcirculation through your body. So all kinds of different tools, but yeah. Is that why some people have cold feet because they have poor circulation issues? Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that an issue? Okay. Yeah, it could be poor circulation. It could also be thyroid. A lot of times if you you have a um, hypothyroidism, you can have cold feet and hands. Oh, interesting. Okay. A variety of things. Yeah. Okay. Cause I'm just, I get, I get, I get, uh, my fiance puts her cold feet on my legs as I try to sleep. And I'm trying to figure out what I, what I can do about that situation. And I was <laughs> like, you have a hypothyroid issue. You need to go <laughs> poor circulation to go take care of this problem. My, my feet, my legs are not your warmer. Go heal yourself. Go yeah. jump on something a couple of times. Move that lymphodes around. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That can help. <laughs> noted noted yeah that's awesome what, what do you think are the like for you for what you want to build this kind of um this kind of soup to nuts human garage to help people get better and if this is the holy grail of what you want to create like what, what do you think is the biggest dragon that you face what is the biggest challenge that you face for being able to create a center like this if this is your holy grail uh well right now i would say that 
we we have so many offerings we're running out of space so at, at the moment that's that's our challenge and um right now with having to be spaced with the pandemic and everything and 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 keeping people spaced enough that they feel comfortable it's um that's our frustration right now is not having enough square footage so mm -hmm. you know i think having having a bigger space and being able to fully build out our our future dreams would probably be the next step to having you know just something larger and we certainly get um people that ask us all the time oh where's the brain spa in la or where's the brain spa in texas so i think that's that's the next sort of what do we do with that because everybody wants to open what we have somewhere else and so do we look at franchising or you know so that's that's the next sort of conundrum to figure out uh, where, we, where we see that going and if we want to grow or just grow locally or it's a big question. Okay, yeah, it's like expansion, right? Because it's it's yeah. when you're local and you're in one spot and you can see you can control. It's great. It's the scaling of the thing that is usually a difficult, um, especially yeah. when you have it nailed. Because it's lots not of thing to scale. It's you know, it's not not an app or something that, <laughs> or or a training pro online training program or something where you can have unlimited unlimited amounts of it. So yeah, it's a, it's it's a it's a hard it's a hard technology. The um. Where do you want to go next? Is there a spot you want to go next? Is it LA, is it Texas? Or is there other spots they had in mind? Like for another, if I were to open another space, mm -hmm. uh, I would say probably Marin, which is across the bay from us, but they're really into wellness. And so I could see it being a really big thing there. Got it. Okay, cool. That's yeah. just, just, just curious um, about the locations. Uh, so then like when people are, looking to get into this um um you know what is the best thing for them to get started like looking into this type of technologies is it is it using the neuro optimal or what is the what is the gateway drug to this brain training stuff what does that what does that look like yeah i mean we have we do have providers all over the the world so um if somebody was wanting to try neuro optimal they could go find themselves a local provider uh, based on where they are. And then if they were looking to, you know, do a more intensive and do more sessions within a couple months or a month's time, they could certainly reach out and do a rental system and do do more work directly with myself. Um, mm. So those would be the different op options. And then if you're in the Bay Area, come see us at the Brain Spa. Awesome. And do all the stuff. Yeah, all the toys. And then what about like do you guys ever partner up with like I imagine this would be a good fit for like life coaching kind of stuff where people are, like analyzing them, they're getting beats on them and they can get all the equipment and stuff. Is there things to do with that as well? Uh you know, we've we've had coaches who have approached us about um, you know, sending their clients to us or that kind of thing. But you know, we get we get some referrals, like there's a um, hyperbaric oxygen center, so that's not life coaching, but <laughs> but we do have strategic partners in the area that you know offer something that we we don't offer, and so we work together that way. So the the hyperbaric's amazing, and um, we like we work with somebody that a chiropractor that does upper cervical uh, mm -hmm. chiropractic work that's really great. So. Um, yeah, just trying to connect with other, you know, local acupuncturists, that kind of thing in our area. So. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. The hyperbaric, I've never, I've never done that. That's primarily for 
the benefits of the the brain is that the 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 hyperbaric i think it's like it's a compression where you feel like you're going at depth you yeah, it's like it simulates a dive, and um, and you're so you're at, it's um, you're under pressure, whatever they, however they describe it. But you go different depths depending on what the goal is. So, for example, I I had a brain injury a year ago, and so I did hyperbaric to recover as you know part of my recovery from that. And so, um, yes, it is used for for the brain. It's used for brain injuries. It's used for um recovery after surgery that kind of thing and so and then you have you're at at depth and then you have oxygen on so the idea is that you're um under the chamber is under pressure and you are taking in this oxygen but because you're under pressure it's saturating oxygen through all your tissues and it even crosses the blood brain barrier so um that's the idea there so and athletes use it for recovery that kind of thing it's it's all kinds of good, good uses. That's awesome. That's awesome. Is there any of these technologies for you with, with uh, biohacking in these spaces? Is there anything that you're like, that's too much, that's too crazy, that's too out there, or that's too dangerous? Is there, there are things that you've seen that gets you, uh, mm. you know, look at the space, you're like, that's too much. I'm going I'm to tap out here. Yeah, you know, I used to think that um, – I couldn't do hyperbaric. I thought, oh, it's too claustrophobic or whatever, but now I, I love it. Um, so that felt kind of scary or whatever to me. And I, I didn't really have an interest until I had a brain injury. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's anything that. Nothing too intense. That I can, yeah, that I'd shy away from. I don't know. I mean, it's all, all interesting. <laughs> Trying yeah. to make things, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes there's you know the people in the space. There's ones that are just over the top. Have you have you seen any use cases with like virtual reality? Have you seen people using any of virtual reality for uh, any of this brain training or feedback or any of that stuff? Yeah, actually, um, at the sports conferences I would attend, I see that the virtual reality has come into to that field, and so you know, like simulating, they'll get in a simulator and they simulate. Uh, going against a pitcher that they're going to be facing, that kind of thing. So I can see the application there. Mm -hmm. And um, I know they're using it for like veterans with PTSD, that kind of thing also. So yeah, I mean, yeah. it's definitely getting a lot more popular and a lot more readily available. Yeah, all, all the technologies are coming together. They're kind of growing and stacking on top of each other. And then at some point, it's going to merge into some thing, whatever that might be my Maybe Elon Musk will go make it. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> too sure. I don't. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, well, that's good. Saying, like in terms of technology, I mean, there's all of this great technology, right? But if you don't get the foundational stuff right, like getting your sunshine and getting, you know, go outside and grounding and exercise and good nutrition, then you know. None yeah, of that's too hard, though. That's just. <laughs> I'd rather just take a pill. Give me a pill. I don't want. You know, I'm. A, I don't want to diet and exercise. Right. Right. That's what I, I like, you know, something else. But you're right. You're right. It, 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 it is the foundational things. And the whole point of technology is to make those difficult things a little easier to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, well, I would say, too, that we're just are we haven't evolved to be subject to the amount of toxins that we are subject to at this time. Like my mom's like, oh, you know, your grandfather lived on a farm in Ireland. He didn't need any of this stuff. And 
she gives me a hard time, but then she loves coming to the spa, so whatever. Um, <laughs> but I, I try and explain like that there weren't toxins in the, you know, the green grass that their cows were eating and, and the fresh milk that they were consuming and they didn't have technology and they didn't have Wi-Fi and EMF and all the stuff that we're exposed to these days and, and commuting and sitting in a car and sitting in front of a computer screen, all of that. It's like now we actually we're using technology to hack the impact of technology and our crazy paced lives at this point. So we, uh, you know, technology, the cause and solution to all of life's problems, <laughs> right. as, we, as they say, yeah, what like in terms of toxins, like in terms of uh, the, the, the brain spa, what do you help with? How do you help with the toxins? Doing the lymphatic massage. So we really see that and the neurofeedback go hand in hand because if you've got a bunch of toxins in your system built up, you're not gonna, your brain's not gonna perform very well. But if we can help your body to flush out the excess toxins, then your brain has a better um, chance of performing better with the neurofeedback. So it's all together. It's a we feel like we're an individual. You know, we feel like we are like a thing that makes a choice. You know, mm -hmm. and we have and, and what we feel is right and what we feel is, but we really are a collection of these weird organisms and cells and mm -hmm. identities and thoughts. And, you know, there's, I don't, I don't even know how many gut bacteria are helping shape your decision on whether or not you should have a candy bar or a green drink, you know, right. it's, a, it's, a, it's a collectively voting. Um, uh, this has been great. Is, is there anything else you'd like to let people know about before you tell them how they can get a hold of you? Um. I don't think anything specific. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to hosting some retreats again in Mexico soon, but uh, no no dates on that yet. So yeah, just if you're in the Bay Area, come visit us. And you know, I, I would love to introduce anybody to Neurofeedback or, or the Brain Spa and all of our, our things there. Beautiful. And if people want to get a hold of you, Angela, how, how would they get a hold of you and find out more about what you do? So I am on Instagram at uh, mindbalance, I think it's underscore neuro. I'm on um, Instagram also at Bay Area Brain Spa. And uh, yeah, they can shoot me a message or email um, Angela at mindbalanceneuro.com. And um, yeah, you can find me online at mindbalanceneuro or Bay Area Brain Spa. Search any of those, you'll find me. Love it. All right, Angela, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you coming on here. Uh, doing your good work with helping people have healthy minds and bodies. And uh, I really appreciate you coming on. So thank you so much. And I will see you in another reality. Thank you, Dylan. I appreciate it. It was fun. Absolutely. All right. Bye now. See you. Bye. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Heroes of Reality podcast. Check out heroesofreality.com for more episodes. While you're there, you can also take the Heroes quiz to find out what kind of hero you are. Or if you have a great story and want to be on the podcast, Tell us why your hero's journey will inspire others. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side.